On today's Locked On Texans podcast, more changes to the Houston Texans D-line and how can Will Anderson Jr. impact the defense moving forward. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 Locked On Texan fans, Texan fans across the country, across the state of Texas, and of course, in the city of Houston to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texans podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your Texans football analyst, John, some sports guy, Hickman, and of course, each and every day. Joining me is always your Texan credential media member, Sports Illustrated's own Cody Davis. If you are new to the Locked On Texans podcast, be sure to do us a favor and subscribe, like, and comment to the Locked On Texan podcast on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you to all of our returning listeners, and today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 infections, Get your, 50 or more infections, actually. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. On today's show, we look at the New Orleans Saints game. How can Houston pull that victory off? Uh, Will Anderson Jr., who's having a quiet, solid rookie season, but how can he further impact this Texans defense? But first, more changes to the uh, to the defensive line, excuse me. Kerry Hyder is signing with the Houston Texans practice squad. When we look at the Kerry Hyder situation and him signing to Houston guys, one thing that I'm seeing is a true versatile defensive lineman. And I think that as of right now, at this point of his career, you mentioned Will Anderson, you mentioned – John Gennard, Jerry Hughes has got in on the sack party, uh, I think a sack and a half for the year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Right now, Houston's Achilles heel has been the interior defensive line. They have not played consistent. And when I look at Kerry Hyder in the course of his career, he has over 580 snaps played inside the B gap, 85 in the A gap. You got <clears> – <throat> over 500 snaps played over the tackle. And, of course, him being an edge, you have 1,700 of those snaps being lined up uh, outside of the tackle. But when I'm looking at how good he can be for Houston, it's just his versatility right now, adding to the uh, depth to that defensive line and the guy that when he is healthy and given an opportunity, he can help because he can play on the inside and outside. I'm also seeing Jerry Hughes. I know he's gotten in on the sack party, but I see a step taken back in terms of speed compared to last year. We know that last year he led this team in sacks. I'm not worried about the positioning for John Grenard or Will Anderson. However, I am looking at maybe he was brought in to help. Also, Dylan Horton has been playing some good football for Houston in the roles that he's been featured in. Not a lot, but he's been looking decent. But was he brought in to help that D-tackle position? have not necessarily been enthused or thrilled by the play consistently from the D-tackle spot. When you look at Sheldon Rankins and Malik Collins, um, what's my guy, Hassan Ridgeway, also another 49er here <laughs> in Houston. Uh, and so we used to be we used to joke about the Patriots of the South, but now the San Fran of the South uh, is here in Houston. But overall, I think that he was brought in for a D-tackle depth position. And he's also a guy that can't hurt because, okay, well, I can slide out if you need me to. 
I can go play five technique. I can go play a seven technique. Or I can go in, not necessarily, I don't want to see him too much in the A-gap, but I can go ahead and play that three-tech three position. Right? I can do that for you, and I can help you get after the quarterback, which is something that Houston needs, zero uh, quarterback sacks, uh, I think only three quarterback hits, no, no real pressures in the last game. And so they need that, and that's something that D'Amico Ryans and Matt Burke want on their defense. They're, when their defensive line is playing very good, you see a totally different defense, right or wrong. We just saw last week yeah, when right. they took on the um, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They played well. But, again, and I thought the defense played well on Sunday versus the Atlanta Falcons, but they were not able to get pressure, and that put a lot of pressure on the linebackers. So I think this is an opportunity for them to try to prevent – the amount of pressures that is being put on the linebacker group right now that's very thin, and they continue want to get better at getting after the quarterback and stopping the run. So I think I, I like the Kerry Hyder signing. I think he's a guy that can come in and quickly uh, challenge Kurt Hennish, Hynish, excuse me. But I also think for Houston, they need to go ahead and say, hey, Khalil Davis, you are a Houston Texan full-time. That's what I was about to get at. He's been my guy since preseason. That's what I was about to get at because Khalil, three consecutive weeks, he's been called up. So, of course, without a shadow of a doubt, he's definitely about to be signed to this 53-man roster, which means that they definitely need a replacement for somebody on, on the defensive line unit for the practice squad roster. So, you know, I'm just waiting until we finally get the news that Khalil Davis has been called up for the um, to the 53-man roster. Um, that is a young man that definitely deserves it. John, just like you said, that's been my guy as well ever since preseason, and I just cannot wait for him to finally get that next opportunity. Yeah, and and you know what? Speaking of Khalil Davis, let me let me say this, man. In terms of detox, I'm gonna put it out there. Since he's been a Texan in the regular season, we can go back to the preseason. But what detox was played better than Khalil Davis against the run? At least discipline, his job, his role. What detox? Kind of, you know, need to get that man that spot like Jordan Akers last year, Nick Serio. <laughs> Do the same thing for K. Davis, man, because uh, the young man is a ball. I do want to let you guys know that uh, Kerry Hyder is coming over from San Fran because he was cut last week after they made the addition of signing Randy Gregory. Uh, this year he does have one sack in four games uh, and only has played in 59 defensive snaps this year. Um, this was through the course of uh, his time in the last three seasons. He has 10 and a half sacks. But if you look at his better years, we go back to San Fran in 2020 where he had nine sacks. Or we look at his sophomore year in Detroit where he also logged eight sacks. And so he's a guy that can get after the quarterback. Uh, he can give you some quarterback hurries. He's going to give you some QB hits. Uh, he's very good at getting some stops. In that 2020 year, 31 stops for the San Francisco 49ers. In his sophomore year in Detroit, 26 stops. In his career so far, 91 stops, and that's just stops are based on the amount of negative plays, zero or negative plays that a defensive player generates. So, again, I think he's a good signer, and, and I would look at counting the days of how long we're going to see Kurt Heinisch in, the, uh, in his role for the Houston Texans. 
Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. And whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire like me, just lost Justin Jefferson, so that's going to hurt. Every week, we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So let's see who Vinny has picked out on this week's eBay Guarantee Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Trevor Lawrence, right here in the AFC South, has you know, it was a slow start in fantasy as the Jaguars quarterback have only thrown for multiple TDs once in the first five weeks. That came in week one against the Colts, who are the opponents at home in week six. Lawrence got revved up during the two games in London and should see everything come together in the passing game. Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, and Christian Kirk can push Lawrence to his best statistical game of 2023, also padded by ramped-up offense in terms of rushing yardage. And so that's going to help Trevor Lawrence go out there and put up some big points and big numbers. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED roof, uh, red lights, head rack, roof racks, excuse me, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber and not cash. Do me a favor, guys. Make sure you keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motor Guarantee Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Football season is here. Locked On is kicking up our coverage with Locked On NFL Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live at 2 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Host Tanitra Batiste, Jarvis Davis, and Kyle Krabs will break down every game on the NFL slate to get you ready for your team's matchup, your fantasy lineups, your betting angles, and more. Plus, get the in-depth local analysis from our stable of Locked On hosts across the country who know these teams better than anyone else, like Cody and myself. Found Locked On NFL kickoff live every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time on any Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, to this Wednesday installment of Locked On Texans. Over the last five weeks, we have talked consistently about C.J. Stroud, the number two overall pick of the 2023 NFL draft, and rightfully so. That young man is having an historic start to his NFL career. However, the number three pick, the guy that we traded up for, is also quietly putting together a pretty solid, a pretty good start to his NFL career, and that is one Will Anderson Jr. And, John, I know you mentioned when we did our recap show Monday against the Atlanta Falcons, um, you said something along the lines, correct me if I'm wrong, that you want to see more out of Will Anderson, correct? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. I agree. But I don't want us to just get, I guess, kind of disappointed by his sack numbers or whatever the case might be and think to yourself, 
Will Anderson may or may not be having an impact on this Houston Texans defense because he is. Oh, no. And the oh, biggest no. – no, no, I wasn't saying you you are. I was just saying, you know, in general, I'm starting to see certain people say, you know, why isn't Will Anderson getting more than one sack or whatever the case might be? Because he hasn't had a sack ever since the season opening loss against the Baltimore Ravens. He hasn't had just one sack on the season so far. However, Anderson is going to be, and he is one of those guys to where his impact on that defensive line unit is definitely going to go beyond sack numbers. And as of right now, the biggest impact that I've loved that he has made has been the Texans' ability to be better at stopping the run. And for those of you guys who've been rocking with this show ever since the rebuild, which means you've been rocking with us as well, <laughs> you guys should know that the Texans' run defense was an Achilles heel for me because I just could not fathom the amount of yardages that this team was giving up over the last two seasons. You guys probably heard this stat over 100 times, but I'm going to say it again. Over the last two seasons, the Houston Texans gave up an average of 150 yards on the ground. Just last year alone, they had about five to six running backs that rushed for over 100 yards. And, of course, Derrick Henry rushed for over 200 on the Texans last year. But with Will Anderson, five games into the season, this young man has helped the Houston Texans only give up an average of 112 yards on the ground and to truly get a sense of his importance to that Texans D-line as stopping the run. All you got to do is just go back and take a look at the loss against the Atlanta Falcons. The one thing that I, I love most about the loss, not only was it a learning experience for the Texans, but also it showed the silver lining. And when you can get something like that in a loss in a game that, if we're being honest, was pretty boring up until the, the final minutes, it shows that the Texans are, are on the right trajectory. The Atlanta Falcons right now are averaging 121 yards on the ground so far this season. Of course, that is due to the phenomenal start to B. John Robinson's career. However, B. John Robinson only rushed for 46 yards against the Texans, and the Texans held the Atlanta Falcons to 96 yards. John, I do want to give you credit where credit is due. You mentioned Will Anderson. You 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 say you could see him as somewhat of an upgraded version of Jadavion Clowney, and I 100% agree because when you go back and you take a look at the Texans' defense at its at its, at its peak with JJ Watt with DJ Reader, Jadavion Clowney was by far, if he wasn't the best run stopper, he was no lower than the second run stopper. And the one thing that you and I have talked a lot on this show that the Texans run defense has struggled heavily ever since the departure of Clowney. And of course, DJ Reader as well. And they are definitely on the trajectory of making sure that they do not allow teams to just run on them for 60 minutes throughout the game. I like really quick. I like that little 713. Yeah, I did that. You know, shout out to the Rockies. They 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 gave us, you know, a season premiere package. So, you know, I, I saw that. I said, you know, let me put that in the back. For those you know? of you that are listening, Cody has a very good 713 hat in the background. <laughs> uh, but to, to the point of Will Anderson, what let me clarify my statements that I made. Because over the course of the last week, I saw the on the season win a pass block win rate mm -hmm. and will anderson was i believe top five which is i, I mean I, that's cool but uh, you know what i want us to get away from when we watch football 
is not necessarily being handicapped by advanced stats. And with that being said, I just want to see those pass blocking win rates result to more sacks. Mm-hmm. He has one on the year, but when I look at Will Anderson, guys, there was one play, and I just was like, man, this is this is this is. I understand why they drafted him when he squeezed down at on the uh, very first position, the very first play with mm-hmm. Atlanta Falcons. He squeezed mm-hmm. down the, the, the offensive line and made a tackle for loss. Right, so his impact. When I say Jadavion Clowney, guys, I mean we may see the corpse of Jadavion Clowney right now. Nah, but those not, two not years, in Houston. <laughs> but those two years where Jadavion Clowney had nine and then back door with nine and a half sacks, Jadavion was so good at stopping the run. He wasn't no not the one A. He was the definitive best run stopper for Houston during that course of that two year span. And then he just so happened to give you nine and a nine and a half sacks in back to back years. So when I look at Will Anderson as a rookie, I do see flashes of Jadavion Clowney, and I think his impact is going to be helping Houston bounce back for those terrible three-year run after they lost DJ Reader and stopping the run. And I think him doing that from an edge rusher position is something that NFL fans, the NFL isn't necessarily used to at this point, when you talk about edge rushers, edge defenders, DNs, because, and by the way, he primarily played a lot of his positions, a lot of his snaps at that left end position. Because we, we know you traded up for a guy, you pay got all that money, you want to see what? The sacks. But for Will Anderson, his impact is going to be something different because the sacks will come, just like it did for Jadavian Clowney. I think the year before he got the nine and a half, I think he was at four and a half. And yeah. it was a slow, also, he was injured when he came into the league, but it was a slow creep, right? And when I see Will Anderson, I think the slow creep is just him getting accustomed to NFL tackles. And I said this during the pre-draft and the draft, you're going to need more than that bull rush. You're going to need some mm-hmm. moves to get past those tackles as quickly as you can to get those sack numbers. But in terms of beating a tackle off the line of scrimmage to make a play against the run, I have no worry about that. That's something that he's good as advertised. Hey, great. <laughs> To stop the run, tackles for loss. He's he's, he's gonna bull rush it. What do they call him? The Wolverine or something like the Terminator? Mm-hmm. Like he's he's that motor helps him get to those spots where he can stop the run. I just want to see him, you know, put those sack numbers together, and it will happen. It's only five games through his career; those numbers will come. His impact is going to be helping this defense revamp itself against the run with the addition of bringing over D'Amico Ryan's and with Houston. You know, they're gonna. Upgrade that D tackle position at some point within the next couple of years. And I think it's going to come by way either the draft or, of course, free agency. Somebody's going to come to Houston because they believe in D'Amico Ryan and what Houston is building up here in Houston. And they're going to be able to get a big time D tackle guy. Also, for Will Anderson, in terms of playing against the pass, what I do want to see him do more of is just be more disciplined. That's all. all right, when you're coming off that edge, sometimes I know you maybe want to creep in. And kind of stunt in when you're when you're playing from that five position and kind of go in through the the inside of that tackle. But sometimes, man, stay disciplined and that play is going to fall right into your lap. Overall, man, I have no complaints about Will Anderson. Um, you know, the big games are kind of are going to come and go. Those quiet games are going to come and go. He's a rookie. That's what happens. Uh, everybody is going to come out and have monster rookie years. But we're five games through his first year. 
And I think that he's had some monster moments. And those moments will continue to come. You know, I, I want to throw this out there as well. When you look at the impact of Anderson, I love how he is already, because of the attention he commands, it has also made John Grenard better as well. Five games into the season, I haven't seen John Grenard play this good since 2021. And that was the year he led the team in sacks. I believe it was like eight or nine. And so far this season, he has already recorded three. And he has also improved in his ability at stop of the run with a pro football focus grade of 71.2. Like, Will Anderson is that good to the point we are starting to see better versions of some of these players. And that's why I look at John Gennard, like I just mentioned, and I think this is a contract year for him as well. I look at John Gennard and I'm thinking to myself, yo, Anderson is also helping him get back to the guy that we saw and was very high on in 2021. Yeah, and I'm looking it up right now, uh, trying to find the number because I did, but I cannot find it anymore. So, guys, forgive me. But as I look it up, the amount of the the percentage of Will Anderson being double teamed, uh, this is according to eight days ago. Will Anderson has been double teamed on 28% of his pass rushing snaps. Only <laughs> Nick Bosa at 33% and Micah Parsons at 29% have hey. been double teamed more when you look at that as rush position. Only <laughs> the, the, the best in the game in the league, you know, like the, the, the cream of the Only them two. That's that's one A and one one B. Literally, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I got to go see what Miles Garrett is on that list because I'm maybe they're not counting triple teams. When you look at Miles Garrett, <laughs> but in terms of double teams, you got a rookie getting double teamed like that. So that's his impact, Cody. You're right, like John Grenard has been able to eat and feast. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to eventually help Dylan Hoare down to TCU, who's a project player, has mm-hmm. a good motor. He's going to be able to get some numbers. Will Anderson is good, man. He is good, no doubt about it. He's going to continue to get better. I have no doubt about that. And he's going to be the guy that anchors in the Texans' defense being able to stop that run and get teams off the field. That was an issue for Houston the last three years, not being able to get off the field. Eventually, they're going to get it right because of Will Anderson and his impact. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medicals offers the Jace case. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you a peace of mind so that you are not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace case makes sure that you have the medication on hand. Jace Medical is simple. They handle everything from the online evaluation to the licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Don't get caught unprepared. Get $20 off these life-saving antibiotics today from Jace Medical by using promo code locked on at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. Welcome in, Locked On Texans fans, listeners, and viewers out there in the Texans world. The Texans take on the New Orleans Saints this Sunday. They got a chance to even up, even it up. Three and three. Mm-hmm. They can they can make it difficult for this division. Uh, before we talk about that, um, Henry Toto, the uh, rookie, you said we got to be disciplined. Mm-hmm. The Texans defensive front, their front seven does have to be more 
and play more discipline. I just had want to put that out there because you are going up against the same team that has playmakers. You got Alvin Kamari, you got Michael Thomas who's coming back, you got Chris Olave who's already in the groove. Um, they got playmakers, and, and and for this for this defense, they got to make sure that they are disciplined against every phase of the game offensively. And when I look at the New Orleans Saints, ranked twenty two in the league in points per game, a uh, nineteen point two, ranked twenty fifth in the league in the uh, in yards per game with two hundred eighty nine, ranked twenty second in the league on third downs, thirty seven point three, and ranked twenty sixth in the league. In red zone percentage uh, with 43.8, 24th in the league in passing yards per game with 98, 198 per game, and they have allowed 17 sacks. Now, here's where, again, this plays in the favor for uh, Houston. Also, the Saints only allow – only rush for 97 yards per game, which is 20th in the league, 27th in the league in yards per carry with 3.4. This play is in the favor of Houston because right now Texans defense, they've only allowed 20 points per game, which is 11th in the league. They've allowed um, – on third downs, they are only allowing – well, they are allowing teams to move the chains on them with 47.1. That's 28th in the league. And teams are being able to score in the red zone with 58.8. That's 21st in the league. Uh, for Houston, they also have garnered 27, I mean, seven turnovers. I'm, I'm all over the place right now. But for Houston to win this game defensively, they got to come out stout. They got to be able to put pressure on Derek Carr. They got to be able to create those turnovers and make sure that you don't allow Alvin Kamara, who I believe this will be his second game back or third game yeah, back, the second That's game cool. back. So don't allow him to have one of those Alvin Kamara games. And this is why I opened up with the be disciplined, which is a take directly from your rookie linebacker, Henry Toto. Got to be disciplined when you play against guys like Alvin Kamara. The smallest margin of error can lead to a 60-yard touchdown, whether a screen or in the open field because of a, a run play. So looking into the New Orleans Saints, which is something that we'll do throughout the rest of the week, guys. Uh, we got Ross this week. Oh, uh, yeah. We got Ross tomorrow. <laughs> got Ross this week. Ross Jackson, Ross Jackson, excuse me, from the Locked On Saints. They got to be disciplined defensively. Mm-hmm. Get off the field when you can. Don't allow this team to make those plays and wear your defense out. And then it goes back to the Houston Texans offense. You got to be able to put points on the board and sustain drives, something that we've been able to see you do uh so far this year the houston texans defense has allowed 21 or fewer points in their last three games so this is something that houston can do limit those playmakers limit the points on the board and go out there trust cj in his arm to put points up you'll walk out with a victory Hmm, yeah you just stole all of my notes like every single one of them but what i would say you know even though people know i bleed black and gold because i'm from that nola 504 baby i should get a 504 hat and put it back there just for this week but 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 let's stick to the script here but john going back to your point it's definitely about the Houston Texans containing the playmakers on both sides of the ball. Yesterday, you and I had a very good conversation about the offensive line. What should they do moving forward? And it's going to be very important for the Texans O-line to keep that pocket clean when you have Cam Jordan on the opposite side of the line of scrimmage, who is probably by far a top five defensive lineman over the past decade. So, you know, this is definitely a very winnable game, but I'm going to say something that I said last week. 
Texans fans, do not let Huda Nation come into your city, come inside NRG, NRG Stadium, and I'll shine you guys. Please show, come out, put on a show for your team, and root them on to victory because I think this can definitely go easily in the Texans' favor. Well, one thing we got to look at, and maybe not for today's show, but I do want to put the numbers out there. We can expand on it probably for Friday's show when we give like our last final thoughts. Mm-hmm. The Saints defense ain't no joke. 15 no, points no. allowed per game. That's fourth in the NFL. 274 yards per game allowed. That's fourth in the NFL. Teams are not converting on third downs in them. They are third in the NFL, only allowing 31.5% of third downs being converted. And their red zone defense is 46.2, which is seventh in the NFL. Nine turnovers uh, so far, only allowing 183 passing yards. That's fourth in the NFL. Seven interceptions, 11 sacks. We're talking about Houston in the last three weeks, not giving up any sacks. This is a week for the offensive line where they got to do, you know, play, play good, play very good. Seven turnovers, seven interceptions for the um, for the Saints. Will this be the week CJ finally gives one away? Uh, when you look at rushing yards per game, ninety one. That's eighth in the league. This is already a team that doesn't run a bit, run the ball well, and so that plays in the Saints' favor. Only allowing three point nine yards per carry. That's fourteenth in the NFL, and only one rushing touchdown, which is second. In the NFL, I think for Houston, this is the perfect game to say, hey, you know what? We got to go with our bread and butter. And our bread and butter is the passing because I am more worried about Houston not being able to move the ball because they are stuck in their ways of wanting to run the ball instead of just saying, hey, CJ, go out and win it. You know, Hmm. let's get our playmakers out there. I want to see more of John Mitchell this week as well. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked on Texans podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. Uh, now known as X until we got to pay for it at Locked On Texans. Give me a follow at John underscore Hickman 12. Make sure that you like, subscribe, and comment on YouTube under the name Locked On Texans. We are trying to get to 5K before my baby gets here. And we are right now 155 subs away from 5K. So you guys go ahead and help us out. And for those of you that's been watching and rocking with us, we really appreciate it. We, we, mm. we love y'all, man. <laughs> and as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.